Welcome to the Lift As You Climb podcast, where it's all about the journey and the joy of discovering who you are now, deciding who you want to become, and embracing your genuine identity, influence, and impact. In each episode, we'll explore how life's experiences have prepared us for what we choose to do next and how to create our encore, write our own script, and star in the next stage of our lives. I'm your host, your encore strategist and transformation catalyst, Isabel Alexander. Welcome back. I'm Isabel Alexander, and we're continuing our series on strategic planning. If you have been following along the last, I don't know, four episodes, maybe five, I talked about why you should have a strategic plan as a woman business owner, as a solopreneur, small to medium-sized business enterprise, and how to end I'm sharing my own journey, my own education, my evolution with falling in love with the process of having a strategic plan that is real, that works, that is something more than a piece of paper that gets shoved in a binder and collects dust. Recapping, we've talked in episodes about the importance of having a strategic plan. And I've been summarizing the steps that I went through personally learning about strategic planning when I hired a very expensive business consultant who brought a book to my boardroom called Mastering the Rockefeller Habits. The book is written by Vern Harnish, the link to that book. But before you get distracted and think, oh my God, another fucking book I have to read, I'm going to break it down for you. I'm going to continue to break down the steps because I would like you to have the advantage thinking about percolating, as I say, why these steps are important and get your stuff collected in your head before you tackle it. And if tackling creating a strategic plan for your company is a little more than you're ready for the first time, or maybe you've created one in the past using a different methodology and it didn't prove to be worthwhile, reach out to me. I'd be very happy to talk to you about doing that because I have personal evidence on how amazing the results are, the impact is when you know where you're going and you have a map ahead of you and you have measurable signposts along the way that really mean something to you and your team and your your stakeholders. So we've talked about core values and and the importance of that as a foundational piece of strategic plan, creating uh, from those core values, your purpose and your mission, big, hairy, audacious goals, objectives, 
primary, long, long-term, medium-term, short-term, and way out there in the future. And we talked about creating measurability in terms of focus around monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever the cadence is that works for your business. I didn't mention before, but of course, that means knowing how to create really implementable, successful goals. And that's a structure that um, is often called SMART goals. I've learned over time to modify that acronym and make it even more relevant to our kind of business and success and our personalities as women business owners. I touched a little bit on KPIs and critical numbers, but I want to talk a little bit more about those again today because I don't think I gave them enough importance in the last episode. I cannot begin to stress how vitally, essentially important it is to know your numbers as a business owner. You have to. As as yucky as it may feel, as annoyingly irritating, time-consuming, oh, I don't want to face the truth. You have to know your numbers, and you have to know the critical numbers for growth going forward. What are the things that are most important for your business? Number of transactions, number of customers, dollars per sale, lifetime value of customers. It's all very specific to your business. And so I can't talk about that in generalities. I'd have to talk to you about what's most important, what's most relevant for you to measure. But what I can say is you have to measure because if you don't know where you're going, you will not get there. And then one day you may find yourself at a place that is very unpleasant. Establishing metrics is very important and it makes it a lot more rewarding. Moving to today's content, the focus areas in terms of following this process, or at least my modified methodology, the next steps are to learn about SWOT analysis. <laughs> I don't know why. My Zoom is making thumbs up here, so hopefully that made you smile. But thumbs up because SWOT analysis is extremely important in this process of creating a realistic strategic plan. The term SWOT is like, I don't know, so old it's grown a beard, but it's still very important, and that is to do a, a a really honest assessment of what are your organization's strengths, what makes you different, unique, special, more valuable than anybody else similar. What are your weaknesses? Oh my God, what are your Achilles heels? Where can circumstances, market, whatever conditions bite you in the ass, 
Where are the opportunities that you have not yet explored, but are possibilities? And what are the threats to exploring those opportunities? And that's almost a full day, at least a couple of hours session that I go through with my clients because the more you peel back the layers and the more you dig into those areas, the more there is to explore and consider. And so it's very important that you are guided through that process because you can't see what you don't see when your nose is too close to the screen. So having somebody else be the facilitator of that conversation for you and be the scribe so that you're in flow and they're capturing it is extremely important. That's a tip I learned, so helpful to me. The next part of this beautiful formula with um, Vern Harnish's plan is setting up action plans and incentives. Because there have to be rewards. Otherwise, it's just grueling and grind, establishing for yourself and your team and your company milestones and celebrations are extremely important. I can't tell you how much fun I have with that. And the currency return on that is with your team, with yourself. Because if we're just only ever working, and we're never celebrating, you know what happens with that. Accountabilities, establishing who is going to be the captain of that particular accountability. And it's tough if you are a solopreneur because you think you have to be the only one and you have to be responsible for everything. That isn't going to work, sister. I got to tell you. You've got to appoint some other people to be captain of that particular squad. So if you don't have a team, you don't have employees or staff or contractors working for you, then think about who are the subcontractors, the service providers, the technologies that you can put in charge and be accountable for that particular goal, rock, process. Communication rhythm. That's another aspect of this process that really makes it work is establishing the rhythm of reviewing progress, addressing the issues, and making sure you're on track and ensuring alignment to your values and why you established that goal. And do you still feel aligned with that? Is that the right thing or have circumstances changed? And oh my gosh, there's some one of my favorite memories when I think back to my company was our daily stand-ups and the haka that we developed to get everybody pumped and energized for that. More on that when we talk in person. The final part of all of this is it wouldn't be worth doing if it wasn't worth celebrating. Because after all, if you're planning, that means that you have an intention to arrive at a destination. And when you arrive at that, you must celebrate it with all your might. Otherwise, 
you just don't have the energy, the propulsion to keep going to the next level, the next summit. I believe that all of this put together, all of these points create a very successful formula in how to create a meaningful and result-oriented strategic plan for any company of any size. And I really encourage you to embrace this thinking and try it on for yourself. I look forward to hearing about your success and celebrating because I want to buy the dress for the gala where I'm showing up to celebrate your success. I am all about lifting and climbing and building success ladders for others. And woohoo, I love a good party. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope our conversation added value to your day and expanded your vision for your legacy and impact. Please join me in increasing my impact and expanding my reach to even more people by sharing this episode on social media with friends and leaving a review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or channel of choice. To catch all the latest from me, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Connect with me and others in our community Facebook group, the Lift As You Climb movement, where you can engage, be inspired by, and grow with a tribe of like-minded people. As I evolve as a podcaster and spokeswoman for collaboration and economic empowerment, your input and feedback are especially important to me. I welcome your suggestions and questions to hello at theencorecatalyst.com. Until we meet again, please remember your success may be the foundation for someone else's. Together, we can raise success ladders around the world.